0: A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing the things that matter most to you have a question have it answered by our local experts call 340-1045 that's 340-1045 now in the house with jared on news 1045 wokv hello good morning that's right welcome in the house your home improvement questions are answered right here right now love for you to be a part of the show this morning uh, my name is Jared Mellick. I own a business called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we primarily help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs uh, and then come in and answer your home improvement questions on the weekend. Would love for you to be a part of it. Any type of home improvement question is okay. Uh, even though I um, I primarily focus on roofing, siding, and windows, I'm actually a general contractor, and uh, so any type of home improvement question is all right. I've done a home improvement radio show now for about 18 or 19 years and and, uh, have um – uh, owned uh, businesses that uh, that focus on all types of home improvement. Uh, even though I only focus on roofing, siding, windows now, uh, I actually can answer a pretty fair amount of home improvement questions. So, would love for you to be a part of the show. Uh, if you want to uh, give us a call today, it's a great day to do it. Three four zero one zero four five. Again, three four zero one zero four five. Also, if you're shy and don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, or perhaps you just you know. You just don't want to talk this morning, but you still want your question answered. Uh, you can also email a question. Uh, you can do that by doing that at questions at universalroofjacks dot com or questions at show dot com. They both go to the same place, and uh, which is uh, my cell phone, and uh, and I will uh, read and answer. Uh, that question uh, live on the air. So if you want to do that, you can do that instead of uh, instead of uh, calling with a question if you want. Again, that's questions at universalroofjacks.com. Uh, All right, so today on the show, uh, on my talk agenda, I plan on chatting with some of you, uh, plan on uh, answering a couple email questions uh, that I've gotten, uh, and then we're going to talk a a little bit about, uh, about roofing. You know, this is the best time of year to replace your roof. It's the considered the off season. Uh, and so, uh, it's, uh, we, um, it's a great time of year to get your roof replaced. A lot of people still have uh, storm damage that they need fixed and, uh, we can help with that. Uh, also, uh, we're going to talk, uh, a little bit about water intrusion a little bit later on, uh, in the, in the show as well. Uh, but the best part of this show, let's face, let's face it. It's, definitely not me uh it is you our great listener so uh give a, give me a call when you get a chance uh here uh it is uh 340-104-5. all right let's go to jeff at the beaches uh jeff uh you are in the house how can we help you uh yeah i've been doing some uh, research on the spray foam for insulation and mm-hmm. i was just curious if there's if i happen to get a leak and i have to replace the plywood underneath the shingles Will I have to like redo the the spray foam on the back side, or I mean will it just will the plywood just come off of the the foam or no the the plywood if you have spray foam the the this usually the spray foam is attached to the underside of the plywood so it's installed on the attic level uh, the ceiling of the attic which would be the underside of the plywood of the roof deck and so yeah if that plywood has to be replaced for any reason uh, in the future then that spray foam is going to come up with it so basically what would have to happen is is in and we've you know done this we've had to replace plywood in spray foam attics so basically what you have to do is you have to cut the spray foam uh, off just to even release the plywood Open cell versus closed cell, when it comes to the spray foam, the closed cell is, uh, is harder uh, to actually cut and remove than what the open cell is. Uh, with the open cell, you, know, you can break it and remove it easier. It's just structurally not as sound, but either way, it has to be cut uh, prior to removing that plywood. You pull the plywood out and the spray foam is going to come with it. And then you need to reapply uh, the spray foam uh, back uh, to the underside of that plywood after it's installed. Is the, is the spray foam better insulation than regular insulation? Or, I mean, like, I'm just I'm just, just trying to save some money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it is better but it's also it's like saying are apples better than oranges you know it's it, I I mean, some people think so and some people don't. And it depends on what you're in the mood for. I like apples and oranges, right? And so, uh, so, you know, spray foam is a type of insulation, right? And there's scenarios where I think spray foam is a really, really good option. And then there's times where spray foam is not the best option. And so, you know, the, the thing is, is if you have an insulation company and all they do is spray foam, well, guess what? The best solution is every time spray foam and so so what I find is is that if you if you're building a new house you know spray foam is a great way to do it right it's a you know you're designing the home from the start to handle spray foam and um, you know then you can build the the you know the the HVAC system and you can add um, you know fresh air intake to the home and and all of those things but if you have an existing home and it wasn't when it was built, it wasn't designed to have spray foam. Then, doing it as a retrofit is actually pretty involved. And, and, um, and if you don't do it right, you could be causing some additional problems. So, um, so. It, there's a mistake that I see people make is that, you know, let's say they have a house that's built in the 80s or 90s. they The HVAC system uh, uh, only has a, a central return or two central returns, and then they do spray foam. They could actually have some moisture problems throughout the house, and if you don't have enough fresh air intake, then or you, know, you don't have uh, an area for clean air to be able to come in, then it could actually cause some some mold issues because the house was designed to be ventilated and then you're closing off that ventilation. So um, so there's times where spray foam is is great uh, and there's times where I wouldn't recommend it. Wow, that's very important. I didn't know about the, uh, the trap. Oh, wow. that's, I appreciate that. Yeah. So if your house was, so the reason is, and I'll get into that in maybe a little bit more detail here, just so that so that you and and people understand that the houses typically are ventilated for years and years and years and years. I mean, hundreds of years, everything was designed to be ventilated. So the, the principle was, is that the insulation would go at the ceiling level. And then you had ventilation above that to allow the air and the hot air to escape. And so inside the house, we have, you know we have moisture right we it's body heat from cooking from bathing all of those things create moisture on the inside of the home well understand that a spray foam insulation not only is it a is it a, does it restrict heat flow from one area to the other uh, that's why it works as an insulation but it's also an air blocker uh, it's that's part of why it's a better insulation is cuz not only does it block the heat, but it also blocks the air. Well, and, and some of them are actually vapor barriers as well. And so what happens is, is that all of that heat moisture uh, gets trapped on the inside of the home. And if you don't have some way for that to get out, if you're taking a house that was designed to be ventilated, and then trapping everything inside and don't have a way to move the air and don't have a way to, to get that moisture out, you're trapping that moisture on the inside of the home. Now, you're also stopping a lot of the heat from coming through from the outside, which is great. That's what you want insulation to do. But you have to take care of the moisture issue and you have to take care of the the fresh air in order for it to, to work properly. So, um, and good, uh, you know, there's some great uh, – uh, spray foam guys that understand that concept and are going to do it right. And then there's some other spray foam guys that, you know, every time that somebody calls them for spray foam, they're just going to go install spray foam and not worry about those other areas. They're not going to worry about how the house breathes. Wow. So, so Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yep. No problem. Thank you. Th- thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Um now don't misunderstand what I'm saying either I'm not anti spray foam I my house that I live in has spray foam so I'm not anti spray foam at all in fact I'm pro spray foam like I I think spray foam is a great option I think it really really is I just want to make sure that everybody's that, that everybody's taking it into consideration and understand that when that with my house when I bought my house it did not have spray foam in it and so what what happened was is that I did a remodel and I decided that I would add spray foam. So what did I have to do in order to do that? One, I had to remove all the old insulation that was in my house because understand that it had a ventilation system, it had um, uh, insulation at the ceiling level, and so... You don't want to have two separate systems. You don't want to have a house that's designed for two separate systems. You don't want that's designed for a ventilation system and then just remove it and close it off. So a couple things that I had to do. One, I had to remove the old insulation that was there. Second thing that I had to do is close off all of the ventilation on the home. So the soffits, Uh, all had ventilation. I had gable vents that had ventilation. So those had to be closed off. Next thing is, is that my HVAC system was about 12 years old and it did not have a fresh air intake. And then I only had one return throughout the house. So understand that if I removed the ventilation system and didn't modify the HVAC system, then what would happen is, is I would have cold damp or hot damp air throughout the house that wasn't ventilated so i had to add returns to every single room and then also added uh, returns to the uh... to the uh... to the attic area because understand that now the attic is semi-conditioned it it actually i have to move air in the attic in order to get the ventilate in order to get the hvac system to actually move air throughout the house the other thing that I had to do is I had to make sure that the bad air that's on the inside of the home and the moisture, that it had somewhere to escape. And so uh, that moisture is impossible to to stop, right? I mean, just us being in the house, our bodies are 90% moisture, right? So uh, we breathe out air, that that air that, you know, if our house is so tight that that air doesn't have somewhere to go, then, then that's a problem. And, and the moisture has to have somewhere to, to be able to go. You have to recirculate the air. You have to get fresh air in from outside. If the house is closed so tight that no fresh air is coming in, that is a problem. Now, if you have drafty pr- too much draft, too much air coming in, that's a problem. And if you have not enough air coming in, That's a problem, right? So you have to make sure that you have a recirculation of air in the home. And so planning that is what you want to do and so the the old method of just you know everything being ventilated everything being open is not very energy efficient but the time but when we close everything up and make it so tight that you that no air can come in that's a problem too so the idea is is that we want to plan a home so that the right amount of air actually comes in that you have good recirculation and that you have a nice clean fresh air that's coming in from the outside all right So that music means i got to take a break. Uh, If you have a home improvement question, give me a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKB. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Any type is okay with me, whether uh, it's a flooring issue, roofing, siding, windows, structural issues. Uh, maybe you're thinking you're, you're seeing some settling or cracking somewhere. You want to know uh, whether or not it's a problem. Maybe you're thinking about replacing your floors. You want to know what's the difference between hardwood and engineered. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about uh, doing some sort of repairs at your house and you want to know how to choose the contractor and what questions to ask. Uh, Really anything having to do with home improvement. I'm a licensed general contractor uh, as well as roofing contractor and can answer uh, most home improvement questions. So you can call 340-1045. You can also email me uh, questions uh, at universalroofjacks.com or questions at inthehouseshow.com. Uh, uh, both of those go straight to me, and uh, and I'll be able to answer those live on the air. I had a, a customer a few weeks ago uh, uh, went over to take a look at something at their home, and and um, that something was fine. And I noticed that there was some wood rot on the outside of the house, uh, and um, uh, and I said, hey, you know, you need to you know make sure you take care of this, you know, this Section over here where it's rotted and they say oh, yeah, I just need to repaint that. It's not a big deal and I'm like No, it's a big, you know, it's a big deal wood rot on the outside understand that's an area for moisture to come in Uh, And it's a sign that moisture is coming in already Um, Moisture gets in within the the wood fibers and many times that moisture comes from the outside a lot of times it actually comes from above or, or or somewhere else and it's getting into the the wood itself and so, uh, if you have wood rot on the outside, it's a good idea to go ahead and handle that quickly, um, because that is an area. The siding is an area where water can come in, and uh, water intrusion is not a good idea. We ended up uh, actually re- repairing that section of of wood on that on that house, and sure enough, there was signs of moisture that were that were coming in behind it, and uh, fortunately, it had gotten it had gotten on the edge of the floor, but it was under the you know the Um, the trim section, and so you know, the. It wasn't bad enough where additional repairs had to be done. There was some on the back of the drywall in that area, but uh, wasn't, you know, there was a small section of drywall that had to be replaced. But, you know, so fortunately, in that scenario, they caught it early. But if I hadn't pointed it out, they wouldn't have. And so I just, you know, thought it would be a, a good idea to mention that, you know, that wood rot on the outside, don't let it go. Um, it is a sign that moisture is coming in. It's, you know, when we have moisture problems in the home, that can cause mold issues. I and you always want to stop it earlier. Uh, you want to make sure that the that the outside of your home is well protected. Um, you know, so that's why we have a tendency to focus on the outside. Us as our business, we're we're focusing on roofing, siding, and windows. We're we're focused on keeping the water outside of your home. Uh, it's fine when it's raining outside. Uh, it's uh, it's a problem when it's raining inside. And so you want to make sure that you you know to keep that home protected through the roofing, siding, and window portion. Um, of your uh, of your home. If there's anything that we can do to help with that, if you're thinking about um, uh, replacing your roof, or you've had storm damage, or you've had a leak and you don't know uh, you know where it is or how to fix it, uh, my business Universal Roof and Contracting. We'd love to help you with that. Uh, if for any roofing needs, uh, give us a call at four nine five zero nine four eight. Again, four nine five zero nine four eight. Uh, and uh, that's the number to dial in order to. Uh, uh, if you call my office, uh, we'll uh, answer the phone, set up a time for one of our estimators to come out to take a look at it. Again, that's four nine five zero nine four eight. All right, that music means I need to take a break. When we get back, more home improvement talk. Line open for you three four zero one zero four five. You're listening to In the House on News one zero four five WOKV. Hey, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered. Give us a call, 340 1045. Again, 340 1045. And uh, we will answer those home improvement questions uh, live today to answer your home improvement questions. Uh, you can also email me a question to questions at in the house show.com or questions at universal I want to take a moment and talk to you about uh, renewal by Anderson. You know, Renewal by Anderson, they're the window replacement division of Anderson Corporation, and uh, they focus on replacement windows and doors. And, uh, you know, the the thing is, is that window and doors are just such a critical part of the exterior of the home. Make sure you don't get water in to make sure that your home is energy efficient. And so if you have old drafty windows, uh, the best company to use to replace those is Renewal by Anderson. That is all they do is window and door replacement. It is designed to replace existing windows and doors. So they're not taking a stock window and then trying to fit it in or modify your opening. What they're doing is they are specifically ordering a window or door that is specifically made for that opening. And uh, they do a really, really good job. You know, the the um, it used to be that the only options that you had is, you know, wood or vinyl or aluminum. And um, uh, over 25 years ago, uh, uh, Anderson invented a material called Fibrex. And it's a composite material, and it's um, uh, part wood fiber and then part copolymers. And uh, basically what they did is they invented a wood window, or what looks like a wood window, that doesn't rot. And so it looks like a painted wood window, except you get the advantage of... um, a material that doesn't actually rot. And so they do a really, really good job, and it's Renewal by Anderson. And they have a, a, an incentive for our um, for our listeners. And so if you're thinking about replacing your windows and doors, uh, they'll give you 20% off the entire order. Um, uh, you have to call this exact phone number. That's how they track it is by uh, if you call this exact phone number, then they'll give you 20% off the entire order. And it's uh, 222 Eight zero six four again two two two, two <coughs> excuse me uh, two 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 eight zero six four and uh, let them know that you heard about it on in the house and uh, they'll give you twenty percent off the entire order not just the material not just the labor everything uh, labor and material everything twenty percent off uh, the entire order uh, and that's again two 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 eight zero six four uh, and uh, the glass that they have is uh, very energy efficient. The installation method, they hold—they uh, do the whole process from start to finish. So it doesn't have an installation clause in the warranty. And most manufacturers of, of Windows say, oh, yeah, we have a, a warranty, but if it's installed wrong, it's not covered. Well, Renewal by Anderson installs it. They make it, they ship it, they install it. So there is no... Uh, uh installation uh clause uh in the warranty it's uh it, it's all covered by renewal by anderson and so uh give them a call 222-8064 again 222-8064 and uh have them come out take a look at it uh, they'll schedule a time for one of their design consultants to come in and uh and meet with you uh, they'll give you a price that day that's good for a year and then um, you can uh, decide whether or not you want it done. And then they'll um, uh, make the window and or door uh, specifically for that opening. Uh, and then they're the, also the ones that install it. Uh, and again, that's Renewal by Anderson, RBAFLA.com. All right, so uh, let's do an email question here. This comes to us from Karen. Uh, I will not read the entire email uh, because it would probably take the rest of the show, um, but, uh, but I will read the key elements. It says, I have a problem of sewer gas smell coming from the master toilet. Uh, in a nutshell, we have replaced the wax, replaced the, the studer valve, and yet still the smell Uh, the smell is not all the time it fluctuates could it be we need an outlet of the toilet to the roof and then there's a whole bunch of details of of stuff that they've uh, done in the past so um so yeah so let's let's talk about that so uh, understand that for uh, sinks and for toilets uh, there's a a ventilation system uh, that uh, where uh, air comes in so that the toilet will flush and the sink will drain. And then every toilet and sink uh, has a, a P-trap and moisture, water goes in that P-trap. And that's what actually stops the the sewer gas from coming back up. Uh, and then um, a, what a studer valve does, uh, uh, and I forget if it's pronounced struder or studer, but it's one of those two. Uh, I always forget if there's an R in it. But uh, the, the studer valve uh, is a one-way air vent where if you have a toilet or a sink or something uh, in an area where it cannot be ventilated to the outside, the idea is with the studer valve is that the air will come in, but then there's a flap inside the valve that does not allow the sewer gas to actually escape. So if you have or let's say modifying a, a bathroom or something later on uh, or let's say that you have a sink and it's in an island area where there's not an area for the for there to be a drain or for the for the pipe to be able to poke up through the roof then a studer valve is a way to get air in so that it functions properly without having to take the vent that pokes up through the roof. Now typically I find that the, the studer valves work pretty well, especially if it's like a single sink or a single toilet. Um, I have found that when there's multiple ones, if you have three or four uh, all on a studer valve, it's always better to have that pipe go up through the roof and poke out um, uh, through the roof, so that way you're actually getting the air in and at the same time any gas that's up there can actually escape. So, if there's a way to do a regular vent stack, I'm always going to prefer that as a as an option over the studer valve. Uh, and so, if there is a way, it, if there is a way for you to be able to remove the studer valve and just do a vent stack that actually goes all the way up into the roof in that area and pokes out, uh, then I would rather you do that. I have a feeling that's probably going to solve it, because understand that that the if the gas does escape when the when the vent goes through the roof you don't know it right it just escapes outside and it's not a problem right it's above the ceiling it's above the roof and so it's outside so who cares if it, if some of the gas escapes outside um when with a studer valve it's inside your home so therefore if it fails or Uh, Or if any sort of gas actually escapes, it escapes inside the home. So if there, I would much rather, if there's a way to ventilate it naturally, I'd rather do that. Um, And so that's probably where I would, would look at if, if all of this started though with a replacement of a toilet, it's possible that the P-trap in the toilet is not, is not functioning properly. Uh, You know, I have seen, you know, um, where, uh, where sometimes if it's, if it's not level or if the, the, the you know, there's something wrong with the design of the P-trap where the water's not sitting in there, then that could allow some of gas to escape. So I may try just replacing the toilet with a different toilet. Since this started with a toilet replacement, um, I may try just replacing that. But in general, um, if there is a way for it to be ventilated through a regular vent stack, I'm always going to choose that option. Uh, as opposed to the studer valve. So, uh, thank you for that email question. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to email me one, you can do that at questions at universalroofjax.com, uh, uh, or if you want to give me a call with your home improvement questions, it's uh, 340-1045 again, 340-1045 uh, with your home improvement questions. All right, that music means I need to take a quick break. When we come back. Uh, More home improvement talk. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Last chance to call if you want a question answered for this week. 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Let's do another email question here. Uh, this comes to us from James. It says, I've been putting off remodeling my bathrooms for quite a while, but I think it's time. The first one I want to fix is the guest bath. It has a tub slash shower combination. The tub is in good shape, but it is pink. Do I have to remove the tub or is there some way to change the color? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, are, uh, there are companies that will come in and actually uh, there's a a specific epoxy paint coating system uh, that the companies use in order to do that. It's, it is a, you know, uh, there's a whole preparation that they do and, you know, they use a multi-part epoxy that actually is, is sprayed on and it's pretty good. If it, if it's a, you know, if it's a temporary thing or if it's a guest room or if it's a house that you, you know, you're not going to stay in for for a long time, those are all good options. Uh, if you, you know, you're trying to do it reasonably and inexpensively, um, uh, then it's a, you know, then it's not a bad option. Um Long term, you know, if this is a you know really nice house and and um, you know and you plan on staying there for a long time, I don't know that I would do it. But um, you know, you can reglaze it, you know, at, as a even as a temporary measure uh, is a is a good option. But there are companies that do it. There there are some do-it-yourself ones, but I've never found that they work well. So I I typically would not recommend that you you know that you you know that you do it yourself the company that um that i've used in the past is called dura glaze that's the one that i've used in the in the past and and they did a good job and they they specifically there was a house that um that i had bought and and i knew that i was going to remodel that bathroom but i i didn't want to do it till later and it was you know it was just ugly uh and so we ended up you know reglazing it and it bought me an extra three or four years And, uh, during that three or four years, it was fine. Like, I mean, it was, you know, it looked good. It was white. Um, and then, uh, same thing. My father-in-law has a condo down here and, and, um, uh, didn't want to go to the expense of remodeling the bathroom, but it was pink. And so, you know, reglazing it is, is not a, is not a bad option. So Dura Glaze is the company that I've used in the past and, and, uh, and I think that they do a good job. So, um, so, um, thanks for that email question. I appreciate it. It's, It is a, you know, not a bad, not a bad option, uh, not a bad option to do. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's do another uh, email question here. I've got another one just came in. Uh, It says, I have a screened in patio on the back of my house that was added a few years ago. It was installed by a pretty good p- company, but it uh, still leaks every time that it rains. Uh, they've come back time after time, but they can't seem to fix it. Uh, they said it was in a lease roof. Uh, help, please. Any ideas on how to stop it from leaking? Um I don't think that it was Elise. It's probably Elite. Uh, is probably there's a um, there's an insulated panel roof called an Elite panel. Elite is a brand name, so uh, I don't know. It you know could be another manufacturer. It's it's actually called a sandwich panel. And basically, what it is is it's a layer of aluminum, and then there's polystyrene uh, insulation, like foam, uh, hardcore foam insulation, and then another layer of aluminum, and then it's a sandwich panel, which means that the insulation is sandwiched between. Between the two pa- uh, layers of aluminum, and then there's a track. Uh, each one has a kind of a ribbed panel to it, and um, they, they kind of slide in together. So, if you have an aluminum structure patio roof that's insulated, uh, then a lot of times that's you know that's what it is. It's called a, a, a pan roof, or, a, or a, an elite roof, or a sandwich panel roof. Uh, it's considered a temporary structure. Um, the way it's designed is that those panels slide together, uh, but it's not ribbed. It's not raised in that area, and so then you caulk that joint, or uh, many times they'll put like a, an adhesive tape over the top of that joint, and those seams just you know just leak over time. So the large majority of them end up leaking at some point. Um, so regular maintenance to them is, is a good idea every few years, you know, resealing it or reculking it. There are some fluid applied roofing systems that you can apply over the entire thing. Uh, but, um, but the problem with the elite panels and any of those pan roofs, uh, is that, you know, there, there's a very high percentage that you get moisture inside of them. Um, so there's not, you know, a great options for those. Uh, it, Five years ago, I actually had a really good option for it, uh, but then that manufacturer was bought out, and and the product quality ended up going down. So I don't have as good of a solution for those as what I used to, you know, even five years ago. But um, but you're not the only one that has leaks with those because you know a lot of them, a lot of them leak. So uh, you know, my my heart goes out to you on that. I wish I had a good solution for you other than you know sealing it uh, and just doing regular maintenance um uh you know there uh, there is a product called Geico that that will work uh but um you know and even with that it's you know there's not a great option so sorry about that but good luck with it Uh, and so if you're thinking about replacing uh, your roof, you have any sort of leaks uh, on the outside of your home, need a roof repair, uh, my business, Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, we'd love to help you with that. Uh, Our website is universalroof.com. Uh, our phone number is four nine five zero nine four eight. Again four nine five zero nine four eight. Uh if you're thinking about replacing your windows and doors, I want you to call renewal by Anderson. Uh, Their phone number uh, is 222-8064. Of course, uh, both of those uh, are area code 904, but it's 222-8064. Website is rbafla.com. Again, rbafla.com. And... uh, you can give them a call to replace your windows and doors. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. Show's called In the House every Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.